Hello, and welcome to the new Thunderdome Legends of Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) We're your hosts. I'm Tony Trove, and this is my schoolyard chum and creative partner, Johnny Zito. Joining us on engineering duties is Bait and Tackle Magazine Man of the Year, Brian Beerman. Wow, I won. I won. Congratulations. Yep. Oh, man. All those letters that uh, I sent in, they, they worked out. Bait and They're going to be delivering the golden rod to you this week. Bachelor of the Year <laughs> by bait, bait and Tackle. The golden rod. You may be wondering, is this going to be on the quiz? Well, in addition to being born and raised in Philadelphia, Johnny Zito and I have a t-shirt business, South Fellini, that focuses on Philly culture and in-jokes. Lots of times, customers will ask, what... Was that a firecracker or a gunshot? Or they want to know if the Delaware River is dirtier than the Schuylkill River. Oh, so we yeah. decided to start the pod. Yeah. Would you rather eat a fish from the Delaware River or from the Schuylkill River? Uh, the Schuylkill. Schuylkill. Yeah, I would go Schuylkill. Schuylkill. So we decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer <laughs> for new Philadelphians and a refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us, so we're hoping to share that with you. There you have it. I, there's like a there's like a conservation you know group for the Schuylkill River. I think the Delaware is just like, oh man, it's too far gone. It's too far gone. Yeah, they just they just like throw whatever in there now. They let they let whoever sail on that one. <laughs> they let whoever, whoever. They don't care who. They don't care who. They don't care. Who. They don't care what you're hauling. Which barges, you, tugboats, Schuylkill's drinking water. <laughs> Delaware is uh, toilet water. <laughs> that... no. They're gonna they're they're gonna get mad like that time they uh they wrote the Zito when he when he worked at, uh, when he drew that cartoon. We don't want that heat, dude. We don't we don't we don't, we don't have we don't have the uh we don't we don't pull the numbers of the South Philly Review. Dude. <laughs> well, uh. I guess uh, nature is healing itself. The city is reopening, and uh, and people are getting back to business as usual. So this week we thought we'd take a look at um, some of our favorite bars. Uh, may- maybe your favorite bar is back. Maybe it's not. Lots of popular watering holes didn't survive under the best conditions. Uh, uh, this year they had to deal with the pandemic. Whereas others have endured gentrification, prohibition, and revolutions, uh, some just uh, haven't withstood the test of time. That kind of longevity can only be earned painstakingly. Uh, so today, we're going to wet our whistle at the oldest operating bars in Philadelphia. See, I thought this was oldest bars, like oldest rap bars. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> the oldest rap bar. The oldest rap bar is when it's like, my name is Brian, and I'm here to say. Right. <laughs> Like that's like the oldest, or like yes, yes, y'all, you don't stop. That's like some of the Throw oldest. Throw your hands in the air. Yeah. Right? Gotcha. Hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. No, this, no. this, is, this is bars. No. Like all right, like taverns, like chocolate bars. No, no. Like Snickers versus Milky Way. Oh. Yep. Versus Hershey bars. Peanut shoes. You guys are not reading the memos. There's all these. I'm emailing all these memos, and I feel like they're you not even being open. Send memes. Send memes. Yeah, send memes. Making a meme. Enough, memes? Enough, enough with the emails. We want memes. 
We we only communicate memes from now on. Yeah, can you make it so, one of those uh the 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 Amadea Queen Amadala Amadala? <laughs> what the? <laughs> you know what are you about? saying? The no, one that Trove we, made with the the oh with, with oh the oh the Star Anakin. Wars one yeah 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 we sent your package right <laughs> we sent your package right <laughs> uh, uh, have have you guys have you guys uh, been out to any of your old bars uh, now that the uh, restaurants and and bars are opening back up uh, have no you they say the, any? they the variant still scares me so i i, I don't plan on visiting i'm so oh, maybe i shouldn't say that but come on <laughs> no i think you should I th- it's it's honesty it's uh you being real well, uh. yeah well there there was like all these bars were doing like beer drinks to go and that was, the state shut it down and now they're trying to bring it back i don't know is that the new is that the new version of drinking from now on or uh, I guess the city is probably a, um, a little weary of uh, of of making open container uh, the policy, but yeah, that's pretty much what it's been unofficially during the pandemic. Right, and now, well, not, I think officially they were, and now they are they're putting a hard stop on it. Oh, okay, it was official even. Okay, I thought. Yeah, see, they were they're like you could do it. Um, wow. But uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happens to all the bars. Um, because of that, but um, I don't know. Tough time for uh, service industry. Are you eating outside? Have you have you done an outdoor eat yet? No. <laughs> no what about you, Beerman? Um, no. No, but you went to a Phillies game. Did you have a Schmitter? Did you have a? Did you have a have sausage and peppers? Did you have a? I only eat sausage and peppers and in, uh, in the parking lot of um of a uh, home improvement store. So. Um, somebody there was a poll online it was like or someone's like where's the best everybody was like like, it's in the parking lot of home depot Depot. i don't know why i don't know why it is you know you know for me a a fish out of water sort of experience was when i worked on tv shows uh that was sponsored by home depot learning that home depots outside of south philly all don't have a Rocco's. Well, the one in Port Rich- <laughs> the one in <laughs> right, the one in Port Richmond has it too. I yeah. I, I, I thought they all had Rocco's sausage. Yeah, the two you go to have sausage out front. Why why wouldn't they yeah, all? Yeah, it's like well, <laughs> it only makes sense. Welcome to you think the Colorado Springs? Yeah, Home Depot, Home Depot has Depot? sausage sausage. I think and the Bethesda Maryland Home Depot has that. <laughs> hell no. Ah. Uh. Okay, um, I don't know how to get back into bars. You guys want to talk about sausage? Which are some of your other favorite sausage places? True. I don't. I don't. Well, you're a bunch of people who don't drink, but also love. Yeah, uh, I don't drink. Uh, I don't know. I don't go to bars. I don't like <laughs> bars. <laughs> meat. I like meat. Tube meat. Sorry. <laughs> this was your topic. I just. <laughs> I'm sorry. I. Love- you should have said you wanted to talk about sausage. We would have talked about sausage. <laughs> We could be here talking about the Knicks. We could be here talking about <laughs> roast pork. Drove's like, who picked this? Who wants to talk about this? We could be talking about anything about right this. now. This, <laughs> we're here because of you, buddy. <laughs> Bars. First up. <laughs> First up. <laughs> you got to reach back into your twenties for this for this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta. You gotta. Yeah. 
I, am I going to feel shitty tomorrow when I wake up from the recording this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it will give you the meat sweats. That's the irony of it. I'm going to be all flushed. I'm going to be all flushed. All right. All right. People love VARs. <laughs> they love them. Uh, and, and I'm sure people listening enjoy VARs. So we're now you can when you go to a bar, you can talk to people about what are the oldest bars. Look at that. We're your wingman at, at Legends hey, did, of Philadelphia. Uh, hey, did you know? Yeah. Hey, did you notice? You can be the, yeah, you can be the Norman <laughs> Cliff at your bar. Uh, Ray's Happy Birthday Bar opened in 1938 at 9th and Federal Street when Anthony Ray Capazzoli uh, opened the saloon and began greeting everyone who stepped through the door with Happy Birthday. He would greet everyone wishing them a happy birthday. <laughs> he was very drunk. It was better than Merry Christmas. Uh, I, I guess he, uh, the way the story goes is he said it 365 days a year to as many people as he could, and when he would get it right, people would go, how did you know? And he got such a kick oh, out of that. Oh, nice. He got such a kick nice. out of that. Uh, I'm going to do that. After Ray's passing in 1997, his son Lou took over running the place uh, in honor of his father, Ray's bar, was renamed Ray's Happy Birthday Bar. Uh, for your birthday, they will ring a bell and give you a cake-flavored vodka shot in a special cupcake-shaped uh, glass. Oh. Yeah. Wonderful. It's cute. Uh, Ray's is a bar in Philadelphia that opens at 7 a.m. every day of the week, except for Sundays when Ray's will open at 9 a.m. Got to go to church first. It's the Lord's Day. You got to Yeah, exactly. You got <laughs> Yeah, everyone's at church. You you pregame with wine at church, and then you go to, uh, <laughs> and then you go. Uh, you car you carbo load with that Eucharist. You want to lay a base because you're yeah, yeah, drinking all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those groovy nuns. <laughs> that, that, no one's ever said that. Uh, groovy nuns. <laughs> Look at all those groovy nuns. <laughs> well, remember those Pinky Violence movies? They were. <laughs> <laughs> They're technically groovy nuns. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Ray's is uh, still a smoking bar. Uh, certain elements of the decor are also a holdover from the distant past as well. The oak bar and the blue tile trough that runs along the bottom of it are original. It was designed as a spittoon, uh, not a urinal, as some people uh, oh. some people think it was. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was. No, I thought so too. Uh, there is an article uh, I had to get on the way back. Well, maybe machine. it is. They just... What's that? <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. You had to get on the Wayback Machine to I had to get on the Wayback Machine to find it, but there was a, uh, a Philadelphia Weekly article that says that uh, th it was, uh, they, they talked to a bar historian who says that it was um, uh, spittoon and not a urinal. Mm. Uh, so I can spit in it. I don't know if it's still connected to anything or has any kind of drainage or whatever. Someone definitely peed on it, though, before. There's no way someone never did that. Well, oh, yeah, I've been but... there when people peed themselves at Ray's. I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you can call it a, a spittoon, but, you know. When I spit in it, it goes, it goes you can't. You just, you just, it's hard to, how do you control drunks? You know, it's hard. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Uh, there's a sign in the actual bathroom indicating that you should ask the bartender for hand towels. So, uh, <laughs> that, that always now if I do that, if I do that, they're going to be super happy with me, right? Uh, they, they don't really, they don't want to do anything but pass you a, a PBR and a shot. They uh, they offer to serve food there, but you really shouldn't order. They don't want to serve it to you. 
They just it's a it's the law. They have to offer it. So sometimes they'll That's be like, like when PJ ordered all this. <laughs> we ordered all this. Hot, what are they called? Uh, hot pockets. Uh, hot pockets. <laughs> Back in the day, our buddy PJ, who yeah, never ten, goes to bars, hot pockets, please. <laughs> he came in and he was like, "I'm not much of a drinker," but he saw they had hot pockets and he ordered a bunch of them. The bartender looked him dead in the eye and was like, "Come on, for real." And yes, and then they served them to him. Don't have them on the menu. If you don't have hot pockets, if you're not prepared to make the hot pockets. I see people bring food into Ray's. They people will go and get grab a pizza or a cheesesteak from up the street and just like chill out and raise and they don't care. You can bring your own food. They're just not about serving it to you. Good karaoke. Great yeah, karaoke. Yeah, the karaoke. Yeah. yeah, the the uh actually 2 weeks ago I was coming home and I was I got a burrito. Shout out to the burrito at the late night taco truck. Across the street from Geno's. That's across the street from Ray's also. But Ray's was doing outdoor karaoke. It was Friday. And this song started playing. And I was like, why do I know? This? Like, I was like, what is this? And it was Dream Warriors by Dokken. The soundtrack to the theme song from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Jesus. <laughs> why? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That's the best one. And, and that song is I so. I can't believe they had it. I can't believe they had it. I, 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 was like, I like pointed to the dude. I was like, all right, like now I'm watching this dude, and he, uh, he chose to sing that on a street uh, corner as part of outdoor karaoke. Uh, I appreciate the effort. I really, <laughs> I, I, I love the effort. What did the uh, neighborhood? Think? Yeah, what did the neighbors think of that? The effort was great, though. The. <laughs> Uh, before we move on from Ray's, does anyone have any uh, Ray's happy birthday bar stories? The last time I went there for my birthday uh, was when I turned 30. It's when they switched uh, over to giving you the uh, vanilla vodka shot, the birthday cake shot. And I was like, that's uh, that's the end of this tradition. Uh, before, it used to be a shot of Windsor. <laughs> I think they used to let kids drink there. Uh, I, yes. Yeah, if you were six. <laughs> Up next is Dirty Frank's, located at 347 South 13th Street. It is one of Philadelphia's most famous. I know this from television. I know this from Comedy Central. Yeah. (laughs) I do. Uh, It's been serving the city since 1933, uh, right around the time that Prohibition ended. The bar's second owner, Frank uh, Vegerman, who reportedly had poor hygiene, which is where the bar got its current name from. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know it was bad when it was like everybody was like, oh, that guy smells. You know what I mean? Uh, There's a Vice article that I found uh, that attributes the adjective to John Siegel, who made a habit of covering the floor in sawdust to expedite the cleaning after taking over from Vegerman in 1959. So there's a little bit of uh, discrepancy. So that that name uh, became Dirty Franks uh, in 1959, 1960, and uh, there's a little uh, bit of... uh, you know, argument over whether it's from the former owner or from the sawdust on the floor. I think we should go with he, he smelled really bad. That's there's, the story. There's on. something funny about when somebody has like is like smelly or has poor hygiene and it becomes their nickname. It is like <laughs> it's a good origin story. Yeah. Oh, he smelled. That's why we call him that. Someone someone told us what that Ed Rendell's college nickname was like stinky stinky or something like that oh god really it was like a fraternity there yeah take a bath ed yeah <laughs> the fraternity brothers giving away his secrets <laughs> stinky. 
Since then, Dirty Franks has changed ownership several times, but for the most part, uh, it has maintained its divey atmosphere. Dirty Franks stands out for the murals painted on its uh, outside facade. It's like a corner property, so it has like both sides of the street, which depict the likenesses of other famous Franks. Uh, the mural was designed by David McShane, painted originally in 2001 and then restored in 2015. Some of those famous Franks are Frank Sinatra, St. Francis, actor Frank Morgan from The Wizard of Oz, Aretha Franklin, Ben Franklin, Frankie Avalon, the French Frank Coin, Frank Oz, Frank Perdue, Frankenstein, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and Frank Zappa. Who didn't drink. <laughs> Neither did Frankenstein. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how they feel about being included on this wall. It's, a, it's actually it's actually the, the Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, I know you're right. I, I... No, but he hit the sauce pretty bad. Remember, he, he, he threw that girl into, the, into that river. He was he was so drunk. Remember that? <laughs> you expect me to feel bad for him? Yeah, yeah. He's got a problem, dude. He's yeah, got a he, disease. He got sober. And that's why it's like in bad taste to put his 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 image on the side of a bar. No, 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 no. You ever hear him talk, dude? He didn't get sober. <laughs> it turns out the ashes of one of Dirty Frank's longtime patrons are resting somewhere in the back wall by the bar's dartboard. Uh, apparently, they like uh, they put his urn with his ashes in the wall and drywalled over it. So uh, he he oh, wow. he lived in that bar and now he's dead in that bar. Wow. Yeah. I think they have pinball. That's what I like about bars. If they have <laughs> pinball or not. <laughs> I, I guess uh, I, of all the locations we talked about, this one has dead people, a dead person in it. So it just That's jumped true. to the top of the haunted. list of being haunted, right? Maybe not haunted, not ha- not haunted like he like scares people, but he, at, at night he drinks. You know, he drinks there. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Like a friendly ghost, like a Casper, right? Like a friendly, like a drunk friendly ghost who's like, you know, the ghost who's like, we don't hang out enough. We, yeah. we, we don't hang out enough. <laughs> There are no friendly ghosts. Um, <laughs> Don't trust them. Uh, moving on, the Franklin Mortgage Investment Company, the Franklin Bar, at 112 South 18th Street is next up. Despite its name, the Franklin Mortgage and Investment Company is not a bank, but a Prohibition-era bar that leans into its history. The Franklin Bar was opened in the late 1920s while Prohibition was in full effect by legendary Philly gangster Max Boo Boo Hoff. The bar Ooh, is named for the Franklin Mortgage Crew, who supposedly ran more liquor than even Al Capone. Um, I, we, we, I don't think we've ever done anything on Prohibition or, or Prohibition-era Philadelphia uh, on the podcast. We should, though, because that shit's funny. Yeah, it is. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll look at that and see if there's any good stories uh, uh, or, or, or funny hole-in-the-wall gang type stuff. Uh, while Prohibition ended in 1933, the Franklin Mortgage and Investment Company has maintained its speakeasy vibe. The bar is now one of the top cocktail bars in America and frequented by cocktail snobs, tourists, and regular Philly locals as well. Uh, snobs. Snobs. <laughs> cocktail snobs. 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 Guys with ascots. You know the type. Oh, uh, like uh, like like Fred on, uh, on Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would say that he's a mystery snob. You know, he's he turns his nose up. Uh, he's a mystery snob. He turns his nose up if you don't have a uh, a haunted house or a amusement park to investigate. Yeah. It's like any old what mystery. A, just a jerk. Yeah, just a dead body isn't enough for him. He needs like a a clown just and a, a real jerk and a hologram. Just yeah. what a metal a meddling kid. Just a. Me- <laughs> 
living that swinger lifestyle. Wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Bars. Oh, uh <laughs> What was this one? Where were we? Oh, there's always a line outside uh, the Franklin because uh, they only let in as many customers as the bar has seats. Uh, so, oh, uh, I have never been to this one. I uh, I haven't I haven't gone in. In fact, I don't think I even I don't. I'm pretty sure I don't even know about this one. This one was new to me. I've heard the name, but I never even looked it up or whatever. You probably you must have walked by it, probably. Oh yeah, I've been by that spot a, a, a million times, but um, I just never thought about it. Just never. Glanced too up. Drunk. Too drunk. You were too drunk. Too drunk from too being drunk. from from being at a cheaper, divier place. Yeah, the street corner. Okay, coming in at number four on the list is the Cherry Street Tavern, continuously operating from the corner of Twenty Second and Cherry Street since nineteen oh five. Like a few of the other bars on this list, Cherry Street Tavern survived prohibition by openly switching to other services while still serving alcohol in secret. Oh, I have been here. I've been here too. This place is this place is cool. Yeah, this place is cool. Uh, during this time, the actual what do, bar What do you was... order, Beerman? <laughs> huh? What do you order? Milk in a dirty glass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, milk with, with no sugar. Hot milk. <laughs> hot, not warm, hot. Boiling, even. No, it's going to be hot, hot, hot. I wanted to burn the roof of my mouth. <laughs> Large. <laughs> uh, during Prohibition... <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, no, you're not going to go for it? Okay. No, I was, was going to say one of those Pizza Hut red cups full of milk. <laughs> <laughs> those are big cups. Uh, yeah. It's a big, this is the biggest cup big, I can think it's of. It's a big <laughs> It's a big cup. Listen, that's what I drink. That's what they, that's if, if, you can't, if, you, if you can't take my lifestyle, then then you can you can keep walking. <laughs> Uh, it's gross. It makes me gag a little. Hot well, milk. Listen. Hot milk. Warm day. Uh, during during Prohibition, Cherry Street Tavern uh, removed the tavern part and transformed into a barber shop, and uh, that's how they made it. Um, no, but were they still s- slinging booze though? They yes. let you drink the blue the blue stuff that the, the cones. Yeah, are. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, they let you wet your beak. Yeah. What a scam. You, uh... Everyone in Philadelphia has really short hair. They're just always going to get haircuts. <laughs> I gotta get I gotta get a haircut again. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. <laughs> Elliot Ness is like, I like it. High and tight. All of these uh, upstanding yeah. citizens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all like Alcapone's like, I'm gonna get bangs. I think I'm gonna get bangs. <laughs> Um, we, uh, we talked about the trough at, uh, Ray's earlier. There is a trough at the Cherry Street Tavern as well. And this one was actually for urine. Um, at one time patrons could oh. drink, <laughs> eat, and urinate all at the same time. How could you eat and drink at the same time? It's ridiculous. Here. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There's egg on my face. You're right. Uh, I'm so wrong. <laughs> this is... You, uh, you got me. My, uh, jur- I just don't betrayed just my don't journalistic ridiculous thing. <laughs> I, I betrayed my journalistic integrity with that one. Uh, it's foolish. Get back to t-shirts, all right? Uh. 
It's eagle season. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's coming up. It's always eagle season up here. It's always eagle season. Uh, in 1981, uh, in a 1981 profile of Tex Flannery entitled uh, No Schools Like Old School, the Philadelphia Daily News described the Cherry Street Tavern as, quote, cave dark, cave cool, cave quiet, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> and it made a, it made a particular note uh, that there was no jukebox. So uh, I guess it was, uh, I guess it no really music. was that quiet. <laughs> There's no music in there. Well, that sounds so like your place, you know. It's just cartoons. <laughs> I don't think they had a TV either. No talk. I was trying to watch the Super Friends. Could you turn that music down? <laughs> Could you turn down the World Series? Which I'm trying. <laughs> trying to think. I'm trying to read. Excuse me. <laughs> trying to read over here. Excuse me, Led Zeppelin. Could you hold, could you keep it down? <laughs> Can we keep it to a dull roar? Hawkman's in trouble here. We're going to see how Batman's going to get out of this one. <sighs> sorry, you know, you're it today. It's okay. I'm not sorry. How's it feel? Um, like I'm on the outs. I feel like uh, I feel yeah, singled that's out. That's how I feel every week. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever talk about when I bartended? No, no, no. You want to? I So I don't drink, but I bartended a couple times. <laughs> At, um... Kung Fu Necktie upstairs, uh, which was fun. I used to do like uh, a D, and I would DJ and DJ. I'm air quotes. Uh, the uh, you were a DJ for Onyx, dude. What do you? What do you well, that's true. I was in down. Onyx. I was in Onyx. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Don't you're play right. It down. You're right. I was in Onyx. And then uh, Murph's Bar, which is actually uh, an awesome place yeah, on like Gerard Ave. Na- now it's now I now it's like incredible Italian food. Like which really it was it was yeah yeah when um, when did <laughs> the past couple of years for real yeah, wow like <laughs> uh they're inc- they're incredible I'll have There's to go back says guys that lives in the basement that's awesome yeah. in the uh, basement Francesco his name is um yeah uh he uh but uh yeah and I but so I don't I, someone came into Murph while I was bartending and they were like oh how is uh they did some bar uh, some some beer and I was like oh that one's that one's pretty good. <laughs> and, then, uh, and, then, and then like they drank it and they were just like oh that was terrible like why did you tell and I was like oh, I don't drink uh, like, I was like why would you tell us that that was good then and I was like oh I, Beerman you're a terrible bartender you, you, you yeah yeah you, you told other people your problems you didn't listen to their problems yeah 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 <laughs> that's not what they're supposed to and I made them clean the glass too you made them clean their glass you brought them their you brought them their drink with your thumb on the inside of the of the lip of the glass uh-huh yeah his name is beer man how could how could he be bad that's why I got hired that's, that's why I got that's how I got no, hired. I, honestly I would probably have hired you if yeah if I based on that alone it's just that easy and I stole hundred dollars yeah. from the from the drawer too <laughs> <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> you don't steal from, from us, right? Cut that. <laughs> uh, I mean, bef- if your name was if your name was T-shirt man, we would hire you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if your name is Beer Man, I would say yeah. Let's. We had terrible luck with that with that guy Terry Blouse though. It just didn't work out. Terry. Um, Terry. <laughs> Terry, Terry Blouse. Blouse. 
<laughs> Don't get started on Bobby Leather Pants. This episode is falling apart. I promise we didn't drink before this. All right, moving on to Ralph's Italian Restaurant, 760 South 9th Street. It's uh, it's known for more than just uh, its drinks, this more than just its bar. I don't think I know this. You don't know Ralph's? It's uh, the I restaurant. I don't know Ralph's. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a, the Italian restaurant. Uh, the restaurant was opened in 1900 by Francesco Despagno and his wife, Catherine, in South Philly. The Despagnos, I know where this is. The Despagnos had immigrated to America with their son, Ralph, a few years earlier. Ralph's restaurant has been serving food and drinks in the same spot for over 119 years. Damn. It became the oldest, yeah, it became the oldest Italian restaurant in the whole country in 2015 after the former title holder in San Francisco burned down and was forced to move locations. Wow. Well, 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 so you're implying they burned it down, Zito? I wasn't I'm not implying anything. They uh How dare you imply that? I'm not implying How anything. How dare you? I think it I think it just it speaks for itself. The the facts speak for themselves. It speaks for itself. And, and if, and if you the like dots. follow the money, Zito's deep throat. He's like meeting people in the parking, in parking lot, yeah, trying to get this one started. <laughs> no, I love Ralph's. I absolutely love Ralph's. Um, That's why it hurts you to do this. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I know about Ralph's is like, if you went to St. John Newman high school, you probably were a, like a bar, like a uh, bus boy there. Like they, they hired everybody. <laughs> Every kid from uh, from Newman. Uh, my family went there after lots of like uh, uh, holiday events or, or special occasions and things like that, birthdays, and and then it's like the place we went after prom a bunch of times and uh, and stuff like that, and then like you get out of high school, college, it's like the only fancy restaurant I knew. It's like it's definitely uh, uh. it's a staple. It's been in uh, it's been around forever, and uh, uh, it's crazy to think of as being the oldest Italian restaurant in the whole country. And you're gonna take me, right? Yeah, dude. Yep. Um, make sure you fill up now on the record. Now it's special, on record. We get special treatment when we go there, so yeah. Don't go without us. Oh, okay. <laughs> Free bread. Free. Free bread. Free ice. Free ice with your Coca-Cola. Uh, next, uh, next one on the list is a private club, not a bar, but it still counts. The Mask and Wig Clubhouse was founded in. 1889 by Clayton Fodderall McMichael as an alternative to the existing theatrical <laughs> what, and dramatic what outlets again? in the what, University what of Pennsylvania. Clayton Fodderall McMichael. Wow. And he founded the Mask and Wig Club. <laughs> that definitely sounds like somebody from 1889. <laughs> and the club that they would make up. Who yeah. went to a, the, the Ivy League school. Yeah. <laughs> Fodderall. Although the Mask and Wig Clubhouse was built sometime in the early 1800s, the club acquired the bar in uh, 1894, where their their clubhouse tavern is now. The clubhouse consists of the grill room, the main bar and kitchen, plus a cocktail lounge, and the Ned Rogers Theater, where the Mask and Wig Club puts on its shows. Uh, Food and drinks are also served in this area. The Mask and Wig Clubhouse is open to the public during, was only open to the public during shows and for private rentals. Um, I've been here a bunch of times. My mom worked at a bank and what? they used to have their Christmas party here. Yeah, it's um, kind of crazy. There are, the walls are covered in old beer steins and, uh, and um, uh, antlers. 
and uh, there's a lot of like uh, murals and mosaics, like like softly painted on the walls, and it's just like it's a really cool spot, and it's got a neat theater and ballroom uh, on the second floor, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty neat. It's uh, if you ever get invited to a party at the Mask and Wig Clubhouse, uh, you should go. It's a cool place. So you're inviting us to your mom's uh, work's Christmas party? She doesn't even invite me anymore. I uh, the Mask and Wig Club. Damn. Is, but we can go though. Yeah, right? maybe she'll. Yeah, maybe she'll bring Mask you guys next time. Club? I don't know. It sounds sounds like some uh... <laughs> eyes wide su- shut shit, right? Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes, wow. sounds like some eyes wide wow. shut shit. Um... <laughs> I applied to work here years ago. You applied for a job. The eyes wide shut place. Yeah, but I didn't get it. My eyes weren't shut enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're the piano player, but you're like sneaking uh, a peek. <laughs> uh, you giving the you giving the password out to everybody? I gotta play Claire de Lune during this whole gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> you're like Fidelio, <laughs> giving the password out to anybody who'll listen. <laughs> They're like, we got to ask this piano player, man. He is inviting all kinds yeah, of strange yeah. people he's, to this orgy. All, yeah. He also can't play piano. What about the Claire de Lune? <laughs> we, we asked specifically. <laughs> we, yeah, we wanted Sousa. We didn't want, <laughs> we wanted something more impactful. No, we, uh, yeah, yeah. Something, something, something upbeat. Something upbeat. <laughs> something upbeat. <laughs> something with a drum. <laughs> I know, that's why I said Claire Deleuze. This is so stupid. Uh, I, know, I don't know. I don't even know how we get to these places. American painter and illustrator Maxfield uh, Parrish received one of his first commissions from the Mask and Wig Club. His painting, Daybreak, is regarded as the most popular art print of the 20th century based on the number of prints made. Wow. Yeah. What's it look like? It's it's like a it's like a like a landscape. Um, it's we'll include a, a we'll, we'll include Microsoft. a copy of it in the visual. Is it, yeah, is it the is it the Microsoft uh, screensaver? No, the background. <laughs> no, yeah, it's yeah, the Microsoft screensaver. It. <laughs> um, it's that? It, based on the number of prints sold. Those one greens, pr- so they pop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's regarded as one of the most popular, as the most popular art print of the 20th century, based on the number of prints made. One for every four American homes. According to the National Museum of American <laughs> Illustration, it was it is outsold Andy Warhol's Campbell's Soup Cans and Da Vinci's Last Supper. It is still in print. I've never, I, I've never seen this in my life. I look at a picture. Really? I've never seen this. You've in never my seen life. it? Do you know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this, Rove? Yeah. 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 I, I never. I guess I never thought about what it was called, but yeah, I've seen it. I don't know. I guess. Uncultured swine. It means you went to the art museum a couple weeks ago. Now you're all hotty totties now. Yeah, we had a creative retreat. We had a creative retreat. Boy, boy, you're 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 clinking glasses with the with the with the the glitterati now. Beerman, when I tell you where you've seen it, when I tell you where you've seen it, I think you're gonna you're gonna find it very interesting. Um, but uh, it's the background for the Michael Jackson music video uh, that he made with Lisa Marie Presley. Uh, I believe it's called "It's uh, You Are Not Alone." Oh, so uh, yes. everyone's seen it. Everybody's. Seen and I know you've seen that one. Yeah, I have seen that. 
parish went on to create several murals for their, the Ma- Mask and Wig Clubhouse and illustrated the earliest program covers for their performances. In 1996, the Mask and Wig Club auctioned off their famous Old King Cole mural for $662,500 at Christie's. It depicts John Jacobs Astor as Nat King Cole passing a fart before his royal subjects. What? Not as popular, but but he 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 uh, it sold for a good a good sum. I see. I see. I see. Um, a bar in New York bought it. It's hanging over. Uh, I think it's called the St. Regis in uh, in New York. So, old Nat King Cole farting on uh, people. If you want to see a mural that used to be in the Mask and Wig Club, it's uh, <laughs> in New York. So, like so many other artists. <laughs> Okay, that was a tangent, but we're uh, we're, we're going to get back on track with uh, the the Pen and Pencil Club next, uh, which officially was founded in 1892 after the Stylist Club and the Journalist Club of Philadelphia and the Reporters Club uh, all joined together. Uh, under its bylaws, the club has always controlled has always been controlled by working members of the press. The Pen and Pencil Club has changed locations over the years and is currently located at 1522 Latner Street. The only way for non-members to enter the bar is as a guest of club members in good standing. Uh, many famous people have, have you ever passed. been here. No, I haven't. I I, I really want to go though, just just to check it I've out. I've never been there. Uh, I've been there. I've been there a few times. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I'm not like totally jealous. Take us, take us, Beerman. I can't. I can't get in there again. Well, the, well, the I used to know. Uh, well, when when City Paper closed, they had like a big uh, party there. Oh, and that was the first time I was there. Oh, cool. This was years ago. And then my friend Emily Gwendolsberger wrote her book, and she had her book party. She was on the board of uh, Pen and Pencil. Uh, many famous people have passed through the Pen and Pencil Club, including President William Howard Taft, who once engaged in a— I saw him there. You saw him there. <laughs> How could you miss him? He's huge. Wow. Once engaged, uh, He once engaged in bar banter until 5 a.m. after slipping away from his uh, bodyguards. I don't think there was a secret service back then. But um, this may have been the time—I tried to look up and see if, it was, if the story is jived, but I think this may have been when Taft was in town to dedicate the Wanamaker's department store, which we talked about in the Christmas episode, I think. Oh, look, tying oh. look, look at that, dude. What a, what a rich Connective tapestry. Connective tissue. Yeah. Connective yeah. tissue. Yep, it's a rich tapestry. I just said that. <laughs> All right, don't don't turn off the podcast yet. We're coming up on the finish line. You you come so far, you can stick it out. Uh, the oldest can please don't leave. Please don't leave. You want to know, right? Don't you want to know the oldest one? You probably do. You've been there. Want to know how old how how old is it? How old is it? We have to yell it like Johnny like Johnny Carson, the Tonight Show audience. It's so old. I'm sorry. Just cut that. <laughs> Who are you talking to? You're the one who cuts it. I don't know. Just, 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 I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, this bar, it's, it's an old bar. It's an old bar, I tell you. This bar is so old, it's the oldest continuously. How old, well, how old is it? It's the oldest continuously operating bar in Philadelphia. McGillan's Old Ale House. It's that old. Wow, that's old. That's old. That's how old it is. What a great punchline. <laughs> 1310 Jury Street. Dury Street, Drury Street, hard to say with a Philly accent. Uh, they've been slinging beer since 1860. Uh, initially called the Bell in Hand, the bar was opened by Irish immigrants Catherine Ma and William Pa McGlynn. They had Gillen. to change the name because back then that was super filthy. The the Bell in Hand, everybody oh, knows. It's what, every, we, we all know what that is. We it's all know what that is. Oh, it's definitely a metaphor for uh, 
We all know for, what that uh, means. For bells. Yeah. Bell ringers. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed to say I just got it. <laughs> Beerman texted me ahead of time. Hmm. He said, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go now. I got to go. I heard they got good wings. Uh, no, they do have good wings. Uh, locals often called the tavern McGillan's after the, uh, the owners and the nickname eventually stuck. Uh, McGillan's family continued to operate the old ale house until 1958. That year, the McGillan's daughter, Mercedes McGillan uh, Hooper, sold the bar to Henry Spaniak and Joe Shepnick. Uh, oh, apparently they're brothers who spell their surnames differently. So you probably say it the same way. Sp- Wait, Spanish. really? Uh, you and Michael should do that. Yeah. <laughs> I call the classic spelling. He has to switch to Z-E. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, it's uh, Henry Spanik, S-P-A-N-I-A-K, and Joe Spanik, spelled S-H-E-P-A-N-I-A-K. So... You think that you think they got along? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess you just spell your name however you want now. Um, it's the '90s, dude. Do whatever you want. It's the '90s, yes. Well, that was 1958, uh, but since the '90s, uh, Henry's descendants the have been 90s of the, the 20th century. '90s of the right. '50s. Yep. To to uh, to survive prohibition, McGillan's Old Ale House hired a chef to serve food and ice cream, and the bar's official website hints that the bar may have continued to serve alcohol secretly on the second floor. Whoa! Oh man, I statute of limitations is, is isn't up yet, so they could still yeah, get in they, trouble. They got to be coy about it, I guess. Uh, the ceramic tile floor on the main floor, uh, though not original to the bar, was installed by Pa McGillan because he was tired of replacing the wood floors uh, because of the wear and tear from the workers' boots. Uh, William got the idea from a local butcher shop, uh, I guess where he saw them spreading sawdust and cleaning up blood and how quickly that went. And uh, looks like that's how Philadelphia bars <laughs> did it for a long time. We could clean up blood faster this way. It's like, uh, like when kids would throw up in, in high school or elementary school, they would put that sawdust down. Sop, sops it right up. Sop. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, my grandpa would take us over to the uh, the butcher shop, Esposito's, and they still did sawdust on the floor in those places. And uh, I don't really know when yeah. that practice ended exactly, but, um, you know, I don't ever remember seeing it at a bar, though. <laughs> Things had gotten... <laughs> Things have gotten at least a little better um, by the time I was of drinking age. Uh, there is a ship, uh, blah, blah, blah. there is a ship bell and a cow bell behind the bar, which bartenders ring when they get a great tip. They also ring it nice. to gong or boo, a bad karaoke singer. Uh, uh, during the Philadelphia Phillies, Philadelphia Eagles, and Philadelphia Sixers, like the Gong Show. Yes, much like the Gong Show. Much like Gong Show. <laughs> Do you think do you think that the Gong Show was inspired by McGillan's or do you think that McGillan's inspired the Gong Show? Life imitates art, art imitates life. Who knows? Oh man. Mm. I wish there was a there was somebody who could answer that for us. When did they start gonging that bell? When did they start doing karaoke? That's the real question. That's who invented point. karaoke? And who and, invented karaoke? And, and and can I go there and can I do two out of three ain't bad by meatloaf? <laughs> uh, during a Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, Union, or Flyers game, they uh, will also ring the bell when the home team scores. 
McGillens has become the bells home to just a- fun. Uh, bells are fun to ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the metaphor. We still- got it, Beerman. Yeah, got it. <laughs> uh, McGillens has become home to a sizable collection of historical Philadelphia paraphernalia, including this is an interesting list: a catalog of every liquor license held by the pub since 1871, the original bell in hand sign uh, made by William Powell McGillen. Uh, the John Wanamaker signature logo from when the original Wanamaker's department store at 13th and Market Streets closed. Strawberries and Clo- finds. Oh. Yeah. Strawberries and Clothier's seal of quality logo from the Market Street store when it closed. Wait, like the the metal looking one? Yeah, the big one. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Uh, they have the Gimbel's uh, Lit Brothers and Woolsworth tiled subway signs indicating the oh, defunct wow. uh, uh, subway stops. Uh, where those stores used to be located, when you could walk through the conquer- concourse and exit uh, into those stores. That's cool. We got we got when we do our museum, we got we got to hit them up. <laughs> I mean, I I think they got a pretty good museum of their own going on. If you wanted to see some real Philadelphia history, we got, some, we got uh, some fine pieces. We got some good pieces. Come on. I guess we would. I guess what we would do is we would donate our collection the way that, like, when we went to the art museum, we saw all those collections donated by so and so blue hair. Yeah. Uh, The last bar on our list is technically the oldest bar in Philadelphia, but it hasn't been continuously operated. The City Tavern opened in 1773 uh, and quickly became a popular meeting space for America's founding fathers and members of the First Continental Congress. July 4th, 1777, America's first official 4th of July celebration was held at City Tavern. The Founding Fathers... Oh, you know that, you know that shit was nuts. Yeah, many of the big names uh, showed up. Uh, it was like a party where all the big celebrities came to. People were going uh, balk, dude. People wearing pantaloons on their head and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Betsy yeah, Ross, definitely. what was she wearing? Bloomers. Just straight up bloomers. <laughs> bloomers. <laughs> People hanging from the rafters, yeah. Everyone doing snuff. <laughs> ben Franklin's trying to get everybody to take an air shower. Studio seventy six. It's crazy. Seventy six. <laughs> this was called it back then. That is what they called it. Play that loot. Play that loot all night. The tavern's permanent closing was announced on November second, twenty twenty, because of a severe downturn in business due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. So, I went. I went there one time. I went to the movies at the at the Ritz, and then went there. It was like it was like, man, fifteen years ago. It was definitely like old timey stuff. It was supposed to be that style, you know, like going to uh, medieval times. But uh, they're they're they they had uh, they even had people like dressed up in period clothes and stuff. Not like the bartender, but there was like people there, like you know, reenactors and shit. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that seems fun. Except, uh, no, I guess that's that's not fun. Now I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even if it was even if it was a hot spot, that sounds pretty expensive. Listen, people and people don't it's a want to drink butter beers and shit. They want they want seltzers. You know, they don't want mead. Yeah, they they, they want something they want, new and fresh. They want they want zimas. They want they want yeah, yeah exactly. Enough of this this bicentennial. They want to drink. They want to. They they want that those cocktails that are like gases, and you you sniff them. And you, yeah. You 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 vape the cocktail. Like an oxygen bar. Yeah, but like with with the the like they have like vapor 
drink some shit. You like drink, like smoke like Romulan <laughs> ale. <laughs> Do you guys have any predictions for bars that will make it to the year twenty one hundred? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, everything's so different. I, I don't. I have no idea what's gonna be what. What the future is gonna look like. So, I, I know, but no people. Idea. People love to drink. People love drinking. People love They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. No, I, I think Rays will always exist. I think it's like... As long as it's people's birthdays, it'll people's exist. Birthdays. Good news, everyone. <laughs> Rays is a good one. Uh, I think... Uh, I hope the boot and saddle comes back. That's one that's gone that I hope will... Uh, that, that when it was go- was here, gone, and is... Uh, what about Sugar Moms? <laughs> Let's oh, name yeah, a bunch of old another, bars. <laughs> yeah, it's another great one. I hope that one comes back too. Yeah. Old bars. <laughs> uh, I just want to read the thing about the Ton Tavern. It's, it was uh, a brewery in Philadelphia, which was the founding and early meeting place for a number of notable groups. It is traditionally regarded as the site of what became the U.S. Marine Corps, held its first recruitment drive during the American Revolution. Is regarded as the birthplaces of Masonic teachings in America. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Opened in 1686, destroyed in 1781. Um, I don't know. Dig deeper into it, but uh, the Tun Tavern. Oh, maybe uh, we will look into that. Did it give you a location? Um, <clears throat> it, it, the former structure stood on a location now occupied by uh, I-95 at Penn's Landing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, 95 just kind of, I guess, you know, demolished a bunch of shit. Uh, making making eight lanes a highway and and on ramps and off ramps will do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I guess we talked about a couple of things this uh, this week, which would make some pretty interesting episodes. Maybe if uh, if any of those uh, things like prohibition or the Tun Tavern jumped out at you guys, uh, let us know. Uh, but that's pretty much all there is to know about the oldest bars in Philadelphia. Do you guys have anything you want to add? Have more video games at bars. At, at bars, more barcades. Yes. And, and be a Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah, I was like a Pac-Man at a bar. Um, I just want to say that a lot of the information from this week's, uh, from this week's uh, episode came from oldest.org, which has a list of the oldest uh, bars in Philadelphia. It has a list of the mm-hmm. oldest bars in every city. So uh, if you're an out-of-town listener, check them out and uh, look up your town and uh, maybe see what the oldest bars near you are. Okay, that's pretty much all there is to know about the oldest bars in Philadelphia. Please check out our website, www.southfellini.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com for cool Philly-inspired merch. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow along and join in the conversation. We want to hear from you. Look out for new episodes of the podcast every Monday. Stay safe, wash your hands, and uh, be safe. I don't know. Use good judgment. Wear a mask indoors. Be safe. Get a vaccine. There's a variant, so be careful. Don't trust anyone. Yeah. All right, goodbye, everybody.